Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio's Helm of Sports presents uh, the evening wrap-up of the uh, all the playoff action going on, and we're going to get a couple guests uh, put together for you. Well, we've got Andy Kretzinger of the Southeast Iowa Union, and he's got some uh, details for us. Welcome back to the program, Andy. Thanks for having me. So you were at a couple super exciting games. Uh, uh, let's hear about the ones you were at. Yeah, well, um, they had a little doubleheader in Mediapolis, and it was uh, Mid-Prairie and Cardinal, and then Mediapolis and Van Buren County in a, a two-way um, tournament. And um, so the first game was Mid-Prairie and Cardinal, and that was a battle of the of the really big arms. Um, Hart Sprout threw for Mid-Prairie, and Landon Decker threw for Cardinal. So you knew it was going to be pretty low scoring, and it was Mid-Prairie won 4 nothing. And um, I, I thought Decker pitched pretty well. Cardinal made some... Defensive errors, um, and uh, Brock Harlan had a couple of big hits for Mid Prairie, and uh, but Cardinal actually had the bases loaded in the fourth inning, the fifth inning, and the seventh inning. Uh, couldn't get any runs across, so they had they probably had more base runners than Mid Prairie, honestly. Um, and, but uh, Mid Prairie pitching uh, was able to close it out there, and they're moving on. Um, and then. We had Van Buren County, Mediapolis, which I think probably the game of the night, right? I would imagine. That's the way, the way you described it. It was the place to be. Yeah, so uh, obviously it was the highest seat of the floor because they were hosting. Um, and uh, Van Buren County rallied from 2-0 two, two down. It was 6-2 at one point. Those came back. It was back and forth. Um, Tyler Schultz from Van Buren County had three big RBIs, an RBI double and a big two-RBI single. Um and um, uh, Taylor Sprouse was on the mound for Van Buren County. He threw pretty well. I'm trying to think of the names. Mediapolis had a, a few kids growing. Uh, but uh, the, the play of the night was uh, Van Buren County was up 8-4 going into the bottom of the seventh. And Mediapolis came all the way back. Uh, beat down one. I think when they hit the, they put it down one, there was a, it was a single to right field. And uh, Lucas Matty, a senior at Van Buren County, came up about middle of the outfield, really. And the second runner was coming to to try and tie it up, and uh, you know, with as much uh, momentum as Mediapolis had, uh, you you would have thought if they tied it up, I, I think Mediapolis becomes a huge favor from that point on. And uh, McIntyre's throw, one bounce right to the plate, perfect throw, uh, got him by by kind of a mile there. And then uh, Jackson Manning uh, had to close out the last two games and got the last strikeout, and they were able to survive. But it was a pretty wild uh, wild game. Yeah, I seen uh, Sigourney's Boa Smith there hit a, a two-run homer, and they won that game two to nothing over Wayne. Uh, uh-huh. uh, I just got in that New London beat uh, Sigourney six to two. Uh, yeah, oh wow! What about the uh, scores you had up there in Highland? Uh, there was a pod with Highland in it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think there was just one game played at Highland. First off, I didn't know so New London only beat Pekin six two, huh? That's that's a good. Yeah, that's, I mean, a, that's something, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, Deacon does have some good arms and some older arms, and uh, yeah, they're they're pretty darn good. I'm sure their stands very pitched in that one um, quite a bit. Um, but uh, yeah, so Highland was able. I don't know who pitched. I'm sure that uh, Hunter has it on Twitter. I because of the final score, I would assume that Chase Schultz was on the mound for Highland. Um, but it was a two nothing Husky win over um, over the hold on, gotta ignore a phone call. There was a two nothing Husky win over Hillcrest Academy. I'm in Highland, so they're moving on. So that means, um, yeah, that's the opposite 1A bracket from the New London and all them. So 
I got, that's all. And that's all I know for now. You, you probably have a little more than me with Kyoto and all them other ones. Well, I, I don't have a score on the Moravia game, uh, you know, but the Van Buren game that you were at, that seemed uh, to really like something, you know. Uh, I'll tell you what, New London had better better put their belt on tight because uh, the team, this Notre Dame uh, Burlington Knights, they were, uh, man, they were really on it tonight. They won 11 to 1. Although that score is a, a quite misleading, it was a five to one going into the sixth inning, and then uh, I don't know Aiden Anderson Watson people, which is very uh, non typical of him. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, that Kyoto made uh, three errors in one inning, you know, and and they, they scored some runs on that, and there were some overthrows here and there, and uh, you just can't do that in the playoffs, you know what I mean? But they re- even with all that, they limited the you know. They limited their runs, and then they, they uh, Colt Clarehan uh, drove in uh, uh, Sear in there. In the so that's Sear, and he had a great at bat, you know. Uh, yeah. They had he had faced the minimum up to that point, and uh, uh, there was two outs in the bottom of the inning, and uh, that Sear kid, he he'll give you two two swings that look you know from his heels, and he, he looks real bad, and then somehow on that third third time the charm, and he. Uh, he laced one for a hit, and uh, but uh, yeah, the uh, the pitcher, gosh, I can't remember his name for uh, Notre Dame. You said it. What, what's his name? Uh, Brent. Uh, I was one of the Brents. Yeah. Where you said was you know, that that family is just good at Notre Dame. And yeah. I'll have to. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to let you go here in a second because my wife's calling me. She knows I'm driving through these crazy winds. Well, well, <laughs> but uh, one last thing I'll say about Notre Dame and New London is that Notre Dame and New London always seem to play in the big games against each other and. Even when one of them's down, it just seems like, you know, when playoffs come around or whatever, boys sports, they're going at us. So that'll be good. Notre Dame scores a lot of runs, and I, that, that, I'm excited. I think I'll probably be at that game. I will want to see what the schedule looks like. But What, what is um, the next round? When is the next round? That's Saturday. Saturday. So New London okay. and Notre Dame and Van Buren and Mid-Prayer, I'll play Saturday. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for being with us. Give us a quick update. This has been Andy Kretzinger, and uh, he likes baseball more than a farmer likes rain. Well, thanks, All right. Man. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Well, welcome back to Round Guy Radio as Hellsmith uh, Ford of uh, Sigourney, Iowa, and uh, Claire Hand Trucking present a little wrap up of the uh, uh, the uh, scores in the area last night. We've got Scotty Melvin with us. Welcome back to the program, Scotty. Morning, Dave. How's it going? Oh, it's great. I uh, really enjoyed the broadcast that we did last night. Uh, I listened to it before I went to bed, and uh, it sounded like everybody did a really good job. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was nice to meet Andy and, and hear some really up-close insights from a, a local there that knows all these kids and their abilities and seen them come up through the program, and uh, yeah, it was a good time. Well, it's, uh, it's my third broadcast. I think we just keep getting better and better at doing it. Uh, but uh, it was a pretty exciting night uh, we got in on. But uh, uh, let's hear some of the area scores that you were keeping track of. Well, I kind of had to wait for a bunch of them to upload or come across them through Twitter. So I'm just going to kind of start at the, the top of the 1A here, at least as far as our area goes. And last night it was Highland that came out with that 2 nothing victory over Hillcrest Academy, a big rivalry there between those two schools. And, I don't know if a lot of people thought Hillcrest would stay that close, though, so uh, good job to them. But Highland does move on. 
and uh, they will play uh, Linville Sully, who was a nine to two winner over North Mahaska. So North Mahaska is out, and you've got two really high uh, caliber teams going at it Saturday night in Highland, Linville Sully in Highland. Yeah, it's going to be a big matchup. They're all big matches. There's a lot of big matchups last night. What what other scores you got? They are, but you know, we we are seeing a few upsets happen. But man, the cream's really rising because these these two teams both have over twenty wins. So that's uh, that's going to be quite a battle there. So we go down to this one eight five, and I'm still kind of struggling to understand how these uh, rounds are labeled in the, in the state for baseball. Um, sorry, 1A6, because as you get further in, they have districts, and uh, the numbers kind of change as far as what district you're you're talking about or what have you. So we'll go to this 1A6, and that's the one we've been kind of mostly uh, paying attention to because that's where Kyoto's in, just a whole bunch of our, our area teams. So you had at the top of that bracket, New London, uh, as expected, did beat Pekin, but it was 6-2, and I don't know the story on the game or whatever, but I – I think compared to a lot of uh, scores I've seen in New London games lately, I think Pekin must have really uh, showed up and played well to stay within four runs of that juggernaut that the Tigers have going on there. Yeah, Pekin uh, really played well in the playoffs. Uh, they're a really great team, and uh, they got a lot of reason to be proud of that season. Yeah, I agree with that, and uh, I think you're seeing from them what we see from several others that maybe don't have the greatest record as the season progressed and, and whatever, but they kept improving, kept getting better. And, you know, by the time playoffs roll around, they're, they're playing well enough that they are not uh, an easy out like they may have been early in the season. And, and Pekin must have shown shown a lot of improvement to uh, hang in there with one of the state's top teams. Well, from what we've seen, seen out of teams like uh, Burlington, Notre Dame, it's uh, not so much your record, but as the uh, the quality of schedule that you had, you know, when you play all those three, eight, four, eight teams and, and bigger schools all the time, then you, uh, you know, you can uh, really get tough for the playoffs. Yeah. I've seen, you know, and you see that in, in a lot of across the other sports too. And it can really mean a lot to, you know, sharpen your, your uh, iron against uh, some high quality, bigger schools, and that's what Burlington Notre Dame's done, and we saw it in person last night with the 11-1 to victory over Kyoto, although I would say that game was closer than the score indicated, and I think you you guys agree. Well, when uh, it's 5-1 to going into the sixth inning, you know what I mean? It's, uh, yeah, yeah, it was I, a heck of a good ball game, you know, and uh, the good thing for uh, Kyoto last night was uh, Colton Clarehan got, got six strikeouts, and that brings him up to 100 for the whole season, Last year, he, he led the state with 113, so uh, another outstanding season by Colton, and he really had his slider and things going last night. He was uh, really pitching well, too. Yeah, he, he impressed me uh, last night with uh, the off-speed stuff that he – because I hadn't seen him come with that in the games I watched him pitch this year, and uh, so that was a nice change of pace, and he worked it well. He was under control. You know, really, Kyoto's bugaboo last night was – making plays to first base. It's kind of an odd uh, thing to watch how many uh, plays just didn't quite go right trying to get what a lot of times could have been, you know, routine stuff over there and the uh, ball getting by the first baseman or whatever and allowing runners to advance. It just kind of put them in the hole and then they had the one bad inning late in the game where, man, Burlington Notre Dame really put the bat on the ball, didn't they? Yeah, they did in the in the, in the seventh inning. Uh, 
the things things started going their way, I guess. Uh, which it, you know, they just had, you know, had hits and walks and and bunts and you know, little little doing the right things and 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 running the base as well. Had scratched out a few runs earlier. Yeah. But, uh, you know, really, the last night that big story has to be Jack Brent. What did you think of his pitching? Well, he um he definitely had enough velocity. He's not the hardest uh, thrower we've seen this year. Um, but he stayed in the strike zone, and I I personally hadn't seen probably a more efficient pitcher. I, I think there were innings where he might have got out of the inning in nine pitches or less. Well, we've seen a lot of great great pitching performances, but I guess uh, for a pitcher who threw that many curveballs, that was certainly the best. Uh, that was the best uh, I've ever seen a guy throw. Yeah, yeah but that curveball was was something to see. Like I mentioned to you guys uh, while the game was going on, it you know I'm not I'm not a big pitching expert by any means, but. I'm used to seeing some, you know, kids throw hard, throw everything hard, but his was just a big looping, slow, off-speed looking pitch that just fooled batters time and again, man. Uh, Impressive to watch. And it had a lot of movement. I mean, it, you know, a lot of guys, you know, have a curveball, they throw it kind of hard and it breaks real late and it breaks real sharp, but uh, it wasn't the case there. He just got that big, he just flipped that big curveball up there and then come in kind of head high and then yeah. jump right back over the strike zone at the last minute. And it was, uh, it was, he just did that time and time again. And, uh, you know, kudos to them and their coach and they're moving on. Uh, you know, we, we seen a lot of the Kyoto Eagles and, uh, they were a great team and they fought hard. And I think they got, I think they ended up with 17 wins or something like that. So that's pretty respectable too. So. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to sneeze at there. 17 and six, I believe to, to finish the season. And, and even, even, uh, Coach McCombs said after the game, he felt like with their youth and inexperience stuff, they really overachieved this year. So that's a that's a good job by him, good job by the kids, and uh, nothing to hang their heads about, you know, getting this far and, and going out to a team like Burlington Notre Dame. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know that they they came in there last Saturday and to Kyoto and, and stomped everybody, and then they did it again. Uh, did it again last night, but. Uh, Let's move over and talk about Sigourney and our little friend, uh, uh, Bo Smith, Mr. Player of the Game twice for us. He had a big game. You don't want to uh, uh, talk about the Savages as though they're a one-man show, but, uh, man, Bo Schmidt, when he pitches, he pitches well. Uh, he gives them a really good chance to win any game he's throwing in. And then if they're struggling with the bats, he might be the one that comes up with the big hit. And that was the case last night. It looks like uh, Wayne gave them quite a run for their money. That game was scoreless, what, up until maybe the sixth or something like yeah. that. And it was scoreless because of uh, Kate Mullinex uh, out there in center field made an unbelievable catch. Uh, our good friend Jacob uh, Linsendorf caught uh, some good footage of that. Yeah, I saw some of that, and I'm going to have to rewatch it because I was kind of skimming through uh, trying to find the scores and stuff, and I'll have to take another look at that. But, uh, yeah, they, they must have played lights out defensively, and uh, Bo must have pitched great, and then he helped his own cause on, uh, you know, at the bat with a two-run homer, and they got out of there with a, with a tough win against Wayne, and uh, they'll go on to play Moravia, who's 20-6 and six on the season. I think we've heard some good things about those guys yeah, I heard. I hadn't heard the score. How did that game play out? 
Moravia played Southeast Warren, and I don't think Southeast Warren's any slouch. Uh, they seem like they've got good athletics over there, and I don't know much about them as far as baseball, but uh, I think they were a decent team. So that that was a three to two game Moravia escaped with, and uh, they advance on. And you know this should be a a really tight game. I'm I'm assuming it will be a tight game between Sigourney and Moravia, and that's at Sigourney Saturday night. Yeah, that's going to be an outstanding game. And uh, Moravia has really been pouring it on lately and scoring big runs. Uh, well, uh, you got any more A, uh, a scores? Well, yeah, I think that, uh, that kind of does it for our area. But, you know, you, you want to keep an eye on what's coming because anybody that makes it through uh, this batch of games that we saw last night and then you advance on beyond Saturday, now you're starting to really creep close to that state tournament. And uh, so I kind of start looking at, okay, are there any big upsets going on? Now, this game ended up getting suspended due to weather, but Cam of Anita uh, versus Lennox. That was a, Cam's a highly ranked team, 24-2 and two on the season, so I'm keeping an eye on them. Lennox comes in at only 15-12. and 12. Right now, that game's 4-1 to one in favor of Lennox, and they'll resume play today. So I'm interested to see how that plays out because eventually one of our teams, whoever gets out of this area, will probably run into those those guys if they win. But uh, if they lose, now uh, some things have been shaken up on that bottom half of uh, of the brackets. Well, uh, we had a couple of games up in Mediapolis that turned out pretty exciting. Did you get some scores over there? Sure did. And that, that was where I had initially planned to go. But schedule-wise, I thought I had probably missed more of that uh, early game than I wanted. So I ended up up there in Kyoto. But, yeah, the uh, early game, Mid-Prairie, Took a, what, a no-hitter through, I believe, six innings, five or six innings uh, between two pitchers and came out on top of Cardinal four to nothing. And I read on Twitter that Cardinal loaded the bases up, and I, I think there were some hit batters and some walks and things like that, and that's how they did it. We're not able to bring any of those runners home, and I want to say it was like three innings in a row that they loaded the bases. So what second to fourth and the seventh. Yeah, I mean – that's that's high pressure stuff, and in high school sports, that can open the floodgates to some bad things. And uh, Mid Prairie, you know, they they uh, kept their composure and got out of it. Yeah, I think that the uh, you know you just if you can focus on on getting the hitters out, you know, focus on that batter, not worry so much about those runners. You make a good pitch, uh, you can leave a lot of runners on base, and they they certainly did that. And uh, that uh, Grout kid. Uh, Who's going to Iowa? He must have pitched, and uh, that uh, real super pitcher from uh, Cardinals pitch. I think this was his first loss. So uh, again, you know, there's a one Southeast Iowa team puts another Southeast Iowa team out. That seems how seems to be the theme here. Uh, yeah, but then there was a, a a big upset in the in the second game there. Yeah, and you, you know, you wonder Van Buren, uh, you know, showed. That. They've got some wins, and they, they showed in the first round uh, that they are capable of really scoring some runs because West Burlington was no no slouch, and they, they put 16 up on West Burlington. So I'm still a little bit shocked, though, that they pulled off this 8-7 to seven victory over the Bulldogs last night up there in Mediapolis. I didn't see that one coming. Yeah, Mediapolis didn't even lose until the last week of the season anything. and then But they played really well in this game, and they really was coming back. And uh, according to uh, Andy Kretzinger, you know, basically, in the, the last inning, there was a guy trying to score. It would have tied up the game. And then uh, one of the senior outfielders threw the ball all the way in on one hop and perfect throw to the catcher. And they nailed the guy going to the plate. And 
You know, no, that's the kind of that's the kind of play you need to hear in the uh, in the postseason. So yeah, I mean, I'm a little drained today from all that, but uh, it was <laughs> yeah. you know it was kind of hot, but we got a good spot in the shade. Although we we sure didn't get to see the first base, uh, we couldn't see exactly what happened. You know, I don't know whether those were balls the first baseman should have handled or, or there were just bad throws. I, I just you know we just we didn't get to see that that part of it. But, yeah. You'd guess probably a mix of both, but one thing I did see from uh, Kyoto that they struggled with a little bit last night was um, fielding fielding the ball cleanly. Uh, the ones they did get a glove on, some of them, they had a little trouble getting the ball out. Then their throws were rushed. This is stuff I saw in Jacob's uh, film there, and uh, that, that caused some errant throws the first. And, there, yeah, there could have been some maybe first baseman could have dug out too. It, you know, it's kind of a combination, but they were definitely uh, – were a little bit shaky on a few plays last night getting a cleanly fielded ball. So that caused some problems. And, you know, it was just kind of a kind of a strange thing uh, how much trouble they had getting that ball the first cleanly last night. But uh, their outfield played pretty good. Their center fielder, Dodd, really made some big plays. And uh, both Tanner House and uh, Sierra also contributed mightily with the with the glove out there. So... Yeah, the, you know, and, and the infield didn't play poorly. Uh, there were definitely some hard hit balls, some well placed bunts, and and the, so you got to credit Notre Dame with putting some pressure on on that uh, infield with the way they hit the ball. Yeah, they're um, they're a complete team. They just they play really well are. in all facets of the game. But uh, oh man, this has been a been a, a, an exciting night. Now uh, it's Van Buren and uh, Mid Prairie then in the next round. Yeah, and that's still going to be hosted at uh, Mediapolis on Saturday night. Van Buren coming in with a what I think is a deceiving 12-15 and 15 record. And you could say the same for Mid-Prairie. Mid-Prairie is kind of the 2A version of uh, Burlington-Notre Dame. They've played a whopper of a schedule, and, and they're coming into this game 16-10, and 10, but they're not a team I'd want to face. Yeah, they, they play ranked 4A schools on their schedule to, just to get tough. Yeah, you, you – uh, stack your schedule throughout the season and come out of it with a, a decent record like that. And uh, boy, you're scary coming into the playoffs playing schools that are, you know, only your size and maybe have only played uh, the level of competition that, that they're on. So uh, good luck to the Hawks. Good luck to the Warriors. We'll see what happens Saturday night. And they'll, uh, whoever wins that game is going to play the winner of Williamsburg who squeaked out a six, five win over Waterloo Columbus. And I'm going to guess West Marshall. I don't know if that game got moved due to, weather but west marshall was uh, set to play union community and there's no score listed for it yet so well that's two a that's two a now three a starts friday and we'll we'll uh we'll do a show about that but uh, is that pretty much the scores in the area yeah it's pretty much our area scores and i i did want to go ahead and shout out uh dalton dodd center fielder for Kyoto last night boy that that ball that he tracked down at the wall was hit on a rope and he was full speed run into his left and he snagged it. And that was probably for me, the best defensive play I've seen this year. I, you know, if, if I was going to name a player of the game, I might've given it to him just off of that one play. Well, I, I got to think that the reason that Kyoto and Notre Dame, you know, were already going this far into the playoffs is because of the this community support that both those teams had. The, the old Eagles nest was rocking last night. Wasn't it? It was packed like sardines in there. Yeah, it was. And, you know, I've seen it, probably even fuller, but that was the old Sigourney Kyoto uh, rivalry game. And you had a softball game going on next door. So um, last night was just one baseball game. And yeah, the crowd really showed up and uh, 
Notre Dame, they always do well. They're they're a proud uh, school down there in Burlington. I've I've been a, I grew up around them just across the river in Illinois, and uh, I've seen my old high school play ball over there way back. And you know they've got a proud tradition. Uh, they've done well in basketball, girls sports. Uh, they've got some tradition in baseball. So there's no su- surprise to me to see them bring such a great crowd and and have and have such a really good team put together. Well, Coach Chipper is uh, really, uh, he's a really great coach, and uh, he he doesn't seem to have a, a, let's just have one superstar philosophy. He, he seems to just have a, a, you know, put nine nine good players out there, you know, that, that all good team players, that any one of them will bonifiest them or, you know, hit and run or hit behind the hitters or, you know, run hard and steal bases. They, they just play hard all the time, and they, they just seem to, to have good defense and, uh, they're a very impressive team, and I'm sure that uh, this uh, game with New London is going to be uh, pretty awesome. I think so. Now I can say that I've seen both teams play, and uh, I saw New London play only via video stream. I didn't get to a game in person, but they were probably the most complete team of any team that I've watched this year. And I'm talking, you know, whatever class I've seen uh, at least one game in, in each class except 4A. And, uh, yeah, New London's scary good top to bottom. And I'll tell you, Burlington Notre Dame reminded me a lot of them. There's just not any weak chinks in the armor. You know, they they can hit top to bottom in the lineup. The, they don't make mistakes out in the field or, you know, be at least very limited. Um, they've got great pitching. So that I know that New London swept Notre Dame this year. But, um, boy, I, I don't think uh, this game's going to have the spread that those first two had because I think New, Notre Dame's really improved. and through the course of the year, and I think it'll battle New London. Well, it's been a while since you followed baseball, but you've uh, you really seem to be uh, in with both feet this year, aren't you? Well, it's, it's high school sports, and and uh, you know maybe that the reason I didn't follow as much is because I get pretty busy in the summers, you know, like a lot of people, and uh, and uh, it, it's harder for me to to jump into that sport, maybe. But um, I've always liked baseball. Um, and, uh, you know, watching high school kids play just adds another great flavor to it because I, I love the high school level. It's just kids trying to win games. Um, it's about as pure as you can get uh, and about as high quality as you can get without the money being involved. So, Well, I want to thank you, you and Andy McGuire for uh, doing the color for us last night. Uh, I was listening to that uh, introduction, and I think I said, I've got a couple color guys here for you, but uh, – I meant to say color guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, I couldn't probably count. I, I barely even speak because I'm so busy. I get so caught up in watching the game that I, I, probably 50% of what I say doesn't make sense. <laughs> well, whatever you say is, is good wisdom. And uh, it was a great game. And uh, hopefully we'll get some more coverage. And uh, I hope we take some of these teams all the way to the state championship. Yeah, um, it's it gets tougher every round. And like I said, the cream's really right into the top. Now I you look through the, the records and there's a lot of 20 plus wins teams going. So it's going to be tough to predict games. It's going to be exciting to see how they turn out. Yeah. I hope we, I hope we get uh, at least one up there. Boy, we've come painfully close in so many sports. We got mid Prairie up there in basketball and, and lost a heartbreaker in the first round. Let's see if we can uh, get one all the way in baseball. Yeah, well, uh, is there anything, other scores before I let you go? 
that's it for me on, uh, you know, up to date with the small schools. Now I got to, you know, kind of dig into 3A and, and 4A even because you still, you got a good Burlington club that's uh, the maker one. Uh, they, they see what the matchups are. And uh, we've seen in Burlington, uh, they, in the basketball, Burlington really overperformed and they drove, uh, they were way deep in the playoffs too. So, yeah, they, they have, uh, really impressed me with because that town's had some some hard luck over the years in sports and they you know they're a big town but they some of the leagues they play in are just brutally tough and uh boy they've really got some uh some things going with their athletes down there now though all right well i uh, want to thank helmuth ford and uh, sigourney iowa for sponsoring the entire uh playoffs i want to thank tim clarahan at clarahan trucking for presenting eagles uh baseball and uh uh, it was nice to have you guys there. The the broadcast from last night's available, and uh, give it a listen. It's uh, I think you'll enjoy it, and as much as I enjoy sitting next to Scotty Melvin anytime we get together. And it's always a good time, whether it's ball game or fishing, buddy. Well, this is uh, Dave Johnson signing off and saying I love baseball more more than a farmer likes rain. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks for listening.